0: This is the Best Friends Podcast, dedicated to sharing the people and programs that are ending the killing of cats and dogs in America's animal shelters. You'll hear from animal welfare leaders from across the movement who will share the innovative and collaborative work that are creating life-saving successes in communities of all sizes.
1: Welcome to the Best Friends Podcast. Today is March 25th, and I am not John Dunn. Well, I am me, but I am the game show host version of myself as we play Who Wants to Be a Lifesaver on the Best Friends podcast. I had a lot of fun being the game show host version of myself, but I do feel pretty confident in saying that Jimmy Kimmel should not be concerned about his job. We had four amazing contestants representing four very deserving organizations and communities. Brittany Pasqual, the Animal Services Supervisor for the City of Tracy Animal Services in Tracy, California. Jennifer Sigman, the Director of Animal Services for Alexander County in North Carolina. Katherine Hoffman, the Corporate Secretary, Council, and Fundraising Lead for Corridor Rescue in Houston, Texas. And Jen Clarkson, Executive Director of Dog Aid in Detroit, Michigan. I want to say a huge thank you to Emily Steinspring and Michelle Dawson. Emily is a colleague here at Best Friends. She expertly ran the show behind the scenes so I could focus on being my best Regis Philbin. And Michelle is the shelter director at the Norfolk Animal Care and Adoption Center in Norfolk, Virginia. She was our expert on hand to help the players if they needed it. I don't want to spoil it, but I will say they did need her and she did a fantastic job. What you're going to hear today is just a snippet. The full video of the games for all four contestants is up on the podcast website, bestfriends.org slash podcast. Click the link for episode 57. This audio version, again, it's just the first couple of questions. You can learn more about our Lifesavers, but to see whether or not they were able to lock down that $1,000 in the form of an unrestricted grant to help them save more lives, bestfriends.org slash podcast. To kick us off today is Brittany Pasquale from the City of Tracy Animal Services in California. I was watching the the actual version, right? The real Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And they just had a whole thing with like the celebrities and stuff, but it was like during the pandemic and it was Jimmy Kimmel in the, you know, in the chair in the regular studio, except it was like nobody there. So he'd like tell a joke and there'd literally be like one camera guy going, <laughs> So the good news is we get to emulate that this pandemic who wants to be a lifesaver. So just like the TV show, we're going to be going up five questions, two, four, six, eight, all the way up to a thousand. And again, this is for an unrestricted grant for your organization, which you can use for whatever you want. That's I guess what unrestricted means in case there's any confusion there. We've got two lifelines available for you. I mean, we are trying to make it so you win this money. Okay. So we've got two lifelines. The first is ask the expert sounds, um, self-explanatory, right? We've got an expert standing by. We also have one called skip it, which again, self-explanatory. You got a question you don't want to answer it. That's fine. Just say, skip it. And we'll move along before we get started. I want to bring in Michelle Dawson, who is your expert for today. And Michelle is going to tell her, uh, tell us a little bit about herself and what makes her an expert and why you should believe her if you do in fact need her. Michelle, how are you?
0: Hello, I'm good. How's it going?
1: Good. So tell uh, everybody, tell Brittany about yourself, where you work. uh, And again, explain maybe a little bit about why she should believe you, whatever answer you (laughs) say say she should
0: (laughs) Well, that's, you know, subjective. But um, I, I do find it funny that we're, you know, we're having experts call an expert. So like, I got you, Brittany. But I got this yourself. Um, But yeah, I'm the bureau manager or shelter director of um, the Norfolk Animal Care Center in Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia. And we have been past year. We've been focused on increasing lifesaving, expanding our programs, and just um, looking how we to how we can serve our community better and more robustly.
1: Thanks for being here, Michelle. I know uh, it's 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 true. Everybody is an expert on this, right? So maybe it should be ask a peer. (laughs) How about that? Ask a peer. Uh, All right. Well, Michelle, I'm going to ask you to leave and get out of here. And uh, thank you, Brittany. (laughs) Needs you. We're going to have you jump back in. Stay by your texts. Are we ready? Are you ready to play? I think I'm ready. All right. Well, let's play. Who wants to be a (laughs) lifesaver? And Here we go. So the first question for $200 in 2011, a group came together to try to standardize data collection and reporting. Today, more than 2,900 organizations add their data to the national database, which is managed by what organization? Is it A, Shelter Animals Count, B, Best Friends Animal Society, C, the ASPCA, or D, American Red Cross? A animal shelter animals count. So you think it's a, huh? Are you, do you I, give your, do you put your numbers into shelter animals count? I do. All right. So you feel pretty confident. Final answer?
2: I, well, you're making me nervous and doubt myself, but I'm going to go with it.
1: I'm not, I have <laughs> to ask you, right? I have to ask you final answer. That's not I'm questioning true. you. If That's I was, so listening for if I was doing that, yeah, I'd be winking. All right. So, but um, <laughs> all right. Are you ready? Final answer. A shelter. W- answer. All right. Let's see. Did she get it? She got it. Yay. Woo! 200 <laughs> bucks. All right. Before we jump on to the next question, uh, Brittany, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, about Tracy, what you do there.
2: Sure. So, I've worked with Tracy Animal Services. We're run through the police department. Um, I've been here for over 13 years, so it's been fun. I started out actually as a kennel kennel aide, and then I've promoted through the ranks. Um, Now I'm a supervisor. It's been such a joy to watch the welfare organization for animals to just grow. And so we've been diving in this last year, you know, helping our um, unsheltered animal owning residents uh, get their animals spayed, neutered and vaccinated. We've been uh, tweaking our municipal codes so that we are um, a little bit more proactive, but animal welfare standards of what today is. Um, a lot of shout out to best friends, uh, UC Davis Coret program, definitely ASPCA and Maddie fun. I mean, all of it has been very enlightening for us over the last year. We've been making some great strides in animal life-saving programs.
1: That's awesome. And just to be clear, Tracy, California. Correct. And where in California is that?
2: It's kind of central. So we're about, we're actually, I consider us a great location. We're about an hour from San Francisco. We're about an hour from Sacramento and we really are only five hours from LA. So it's just kind of a hop, skip and a jump. We're a smaller community. We do have a hundred thousand people. So it has grown exponentially over the last couple of years, but it still has a small town vibe. So it's, and it's got a great location because even Yosemite isn't
1: too far away from us. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, I don't know a lot about that part of the world, but you just made it sound very, very (laughs) enticing. All right, are you ready to go on to the next question? I think so. All right, here we go. For $400, how many owned dogs are there in the United States? 412 million, 97 million, 8.4 million, D, nobody knows. We'll read that again. How many owned dogs are there in the United States? A, 412 million, B, 97 million, C, 8.4 million, or D, nobody knows. What are you thinking here? You want to talk this one through?
2: I have never heard
1: this statistic. So well, I'm what, not. What do you think? What do you think I was going to do? Just ask you all the stuff you know? Brittany, what is your middle <laughs> name? be a ridiculous game wouldn't it
2: (laughs) but but really i mean i wouldn't be opposed to that type of thought process
1: (laughs) all right well Um, let's talk through this one i mean (laughs) i I mean is there any that we can count out to begin with here
2: um well i'm gonna assume that we have a basic idea for how many dogs are in the United States. So I'm going to go with nobody knows. It's probably not very accurate.
1: That's a good, (laughs) good deduction. So we've got rid of D. So now we're down to three.
2: Okay. Million,
1: huh? Well, why don't we start? I mean, the population of the United States uh, is what? 330 million, give or take. Right. So now let's go back and look. If it's 412 million, that means... Every single person in America, plus a bunch, owns a dollar. Correct. crazy, so right?
2: That would be pretty mind-blowing. Right. So we're going to go ahead and take that one out. So, so now, now we're down we're to B and C. C. So
1: 97
2: versus 8.4. But 8.4, it's really specific. So that's either going to be my right answer because it's specific, or we're going to go more generalized for 97. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to go with C because... Aren't we supposed to always pick C anyways?
1: <laughs> Are, you sure? <gasps> sure. <laughs> Are you sure? Sure. Are you sure? I'm going to ask you again. Are you sure that you think it's C? Because it could be not C. I
2: know it could be B.
1: It well, could be B. Is B your final answer? Okay. Okay, I'm going to go with B. I'm B, gonna gonna go final with B. Answer? my final answer? All right. Yeah. She says B. Is she right? You're Stopping talking about you did that. You did that all on your own. <laughs> Good job, Brittany. That's four hundred. <laughs> all right. Well, Jennifer, thanks so much for being here. Just like the TV show, we're going to have uh, questions that are each worth value. Obviously, for us, it's up to a thousand dollars. Unfortunately, we don't have a million dollars to give you. Yeah. But uh, each question is going to be two hundred, so two, four, six, eight, a thousand, and then okay. Jennifer. Are you ready to play? Who wants to be a lifesaver? Yes, I am. Well then, let's play. Here we go for $200. How many owned cats are there in the United States? A 300 million, B 76 million, C 12 million or D too many to count. I am not really sure of the answer of this. So let's uh, let me let's talk it through. Okay. So uh, there are give or take 330 million people in the United States, right? So if we think about pet ownership and the number of pets that people own, um, I mean, are there any there that you feel like you can go ahead and rule out to begin with?
3: I feel like 12 million is too low. Okay, so C's out. Owned cats. I almost feel like. B might be too low.
1: You think? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of between A and B. So A, if there were 300 million owned cats, that would mean there's about one owned cat per person in the United States. Yeah, that's too high. Um,
3: I would have to say B, then.
1: B, final answer, 76 million? Yeah. All right, let's see. Is it 76 million? got it 200 bucks good all right so before we jump on to the next question jennifer tell uh, everybody a little bit about yourself who are you where and what's the community where are you from
3: uh i'm the director of animal services at alexander county animal services in north carolina in uh a small town called taylorsville a lot of people don't really know where we are we're about an hour and a half north of charlotte uh which is kind of a big town around here in north carolina uh, very rural community, a lot of uh, farming, things like that. So we're kind of a smaller county with, with a lot of limited resources.
1: You know, tell me a little bit about the programs you do. Have you been, do you have a, a shelter noodle return program for cats? Like what are some of the life-saving things that you've put uh, into practice the last couple of years?
3: Um, well, first we started in the field with our officers. They're trying to locate owners instead of just going out and picking up a stray as most people call in for. Uh, they'll go out and they'll try and locate owners and try and, you know, reunite the owners with the, the pets in the field to avoid having to bring them into the shelter. Uh, and then we do, you know, we do promote microchipping with the local veterinarians to get people to... You know, utilize microchipping services and tagging services so that we can locate owners. Um, then, probably the biggest part to our puzzle is, or piece to our puzzle is, the spay and neuter aspect. We're always trying to promote spay and neuter. We have a spay and neuter programs set up in the county here, where they can come in and, and get that at a low cost. And we work a lot with a local humane society, a couple counties away. To provide some of our low-cost spay and neuter as well.
1: That's awesome. So let's see, are you ready to continue going and playing yes. Who Wants to Be a Lifesaver? Yes, I am. All right, here we go for $400. Established in 1994 by Dave and Cheryl Duffield, this foundation has awarded more than 8,000 grants totaling over $250 million. Is it A, Petco Foundation, B, Maddie's Fund, C, Summerlee Foundation, or D, Dogs Trust USA? Okay, I
3: feel like all these that I've heard of, I've not heard of the Dogs Trust or the Summerlee Foundation, I have heard of Petco, but I feel like it's B, Maddie's Fund,
1: is there a particular reason why you think that? Or is uh, it just a gut instinct? I seem to
3: remember, you know, the names with Dave and Cheryl Duffield. And they're talking about it was created in memory of or honor of their dog, Maddie.
1: Is it B, final answer? Is final answer, right, Jennifer? Yep, final answer. Final answer. Is it B, Maddie's Fund? She's got it. Yay. All right, here we go. On to the mm-hmm. next question. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for taking the time today and being one of our contestants for "Who Wants to Be a Lifesaver." Are you well, excited? I'm glad to be here. Thank you, um, Catherine. Just tell me tell me your name and the organization you're with. Uh, well, my name is Catherine Hoffman, and I'm with Corridor Rescue in Houston. Awesome. I want to hear more about the organization, but let's just get dug in. You ready? Start. Yep. playing? All right, then let's play. Who wants to be a lifesaver for two hundred dollars? People who are denied an adoption, what percentage of them go on to obtain a pet from somewhere else? Is it A, 12 percent, B, 95 percent, C, 30 percent, or D, 75 percent? Well, I could guess on that, but it would be a guess, total guess. Well, let's talk it through. I mean, people that like want to adopt a dog, right? They're ready. They want to bring a dog into their family and they go to a rescue organization and the rescue organization says, I'm sorry, we're going to need a blood type and we need a name of your fence company to ensure it's deep enough. And they ask you 16 questions and those people say, okay, well, I'm not going to get a dog from you. Do they say, well, screw it. We're not going to get a dog or do they still go on and get a dog? What do you think? Oh yeah, no, they're going to go on and get a dog. So how many of them do you think? A lot of them or just a few of them? Oh, I guess I would say 95% of them. That's a good I that's a good guess. Let's see. Final answer, B, 95%. Yes. All right, she says final answer. Is it B? There we go. 95 percent B. Final answer, you got it. So two hundred dollars. Catherine, let's before we jump on the next one, tell me about the organization. You said you're in Houston, right? Yeah, we got started in 2009. There's an
4: area that's kind of on the border of the county and the city. It's a tough area where pretty much low income. And so people that don't have the resources to take care of of their animals tend to let them run loose. And then it kind of got a reputation as a dumping ground. So we find that people who don't want their animals will drop them off there. And there are a lot of animals that are owned that just roam the streets. So that's how we got started in that corridor. It
1: became known as the corridor of cruelty. And so I imagine things have improved.
4: They have, but it's being in Houston, you know, we've had a lot of challenges with Hurricane Harvey, various hurricanes, freezes, and pandemics as everyone else has had. So it's a battle. Animals can breed all
1: year round in Houston. So uh, it's a challenge, but we're doing the best we can. I'm so glad that you were here with us today. Um, I heard so many great things about your organization. I told people, I said, oh, we're going to have Catherine. It was like, Corda, they're so great. I'm so glad they're going to be a contestant. So uh, uh, I'm very glad to have you here. And uh, uh, I want to hear more about what you're going to do with that thousand bucks. But let's go into the next question. For $400, this is the only state. Where every individual shelter has reached the 90% save rate benchmark. Is it a Michigan, B, Delaware, C, Texas or D Oregon?
4: Well, I know it's not Texas.
1: <laughs> no,
4: I think it's Delaware.
1: Delaware do you have a do you have any reasoning behind that? Why do you think it's Delaware? You just heard good things or I looked on your website earlier today? you did you like studied the whole website. Are you ready for
4: this? <laughs> Well, it looked like little bitty Delaware was the only one that was colored green.
1: Final answer, Catherine? Yes, Delaware, B. All right, final answer. Is it right? B, Delaware. She's got it, 400 bucks. All right, so tell me, Catherine, this $1,000 unrestricted grant money, what would you do? What are you going to do with this money? Well, John, uh, we're looking to move to a new
4: facility and so we're going to be raising a lot of funds for that so you know hopefully we
1: could use it in that regard looking forward to to seeing how that plays out and hopefully that thousand dollars will help assuming you win katherine yeah. all right you ready to go on to the next question yes all right here we go for six hundred dollars how many eyelids do dogs have one two a one b two C three or D 12. And I want to clarify this. How many eyelids do dogs have per eye per eye? A one, B two, C three, or D 12. Oh, per eye. Wow.
4: I'm looking at my eyes right now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? No Googling, Catherine. I can't see over Zoom, but let me just make sure you're not Googling over there.
4: No, I'm not Googling. I just saw my,
1: well, what I do mean, you think? Do you think it's, uh, do you think it's one I think it's one I mean I know I think cats have more but well I mean I guess the question would be if it was one would I ask you would I be that much of a, a trickster that I would ask you this question and it be one what do you think
4: so eyelid is the top is the upper. You're talking about the upper part right here, right?
1: I didn't. Th- I didn't know that I was going to have to get this technical with this. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Don't forget, you have two lifelines left. You have skip it, and you have your expert Michelle.
4: All right. Well, I'll ask the expert Michelle. How many eyelids per eyes do the dog, does a dog have?
1: All right. Let when we call Michelle in here, Michelle will join, and I'm going to start a timer for 45 seconds. So the minute she joins. I'm going to start that timer. You can read the question to her and talk it out with her. And, uh, then I'll ask you for your final answer. Sound good. Yeah. Michelle knows the drill. She's been, she's been up before to help. So here we go. 45 seconds starts now. Michelle, how many eyelids does a dog have per eye? Well, we know it's not 12.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And this would be a trick question if it's one. Um, I think that I have heard, and I was surprised when I heard this. I think it's three, Um, three three. eyelids per eye. I think the yeah, I think so. They've got I don't know the technical terms, but I'm pretty sure my animal caretaking staff actually were discussing this the other day.
1: So pretty sure it's three. All right, well, all right, I will go with three then. All right, is it three? She's going with her expert Michelle. Is it three? She's got it. Three. Thank you, Michelle. Well, there you go for 600 bucks. Our fourth, but certainly, fourth and final, but certainly not least. How do people, what is this saying? Last, but certainly not least? I hope so. Gosh. <laughs> I think I use words for a living, although you wouldn't be able to tell sometimes. <laughs> and how are you today?
5: I'm doing terrific. Thank you so much for asking. Thank and you so welcome.
1: much for being here. This is very, very exciting on our first ever, hopefully not the last Who wants to be a lifesaver game on the Best Friends podcast? I'm excited to be here. All right, well, let's play Who Wants to Be a Lifesaver? For $200, the nationwide save rate in 2019 was A, 48%, B, 79%, C, 89%, or D, we lost count?
5: I'm going to say B, 79%.
1: And why do you think it's 79%, Jen?
5: Um, I know that in Michigan, we're getting close to um, 90, so I have to keep my fingers crossed that the rest of the nation's about in the same boat as us.
1: All right, so she says B, 79%. Let's see, did you get it? She's got it, 200 bucks. All right, Jen. So before we move on to the next question, tell everybody uh, who you are and uh, uh, tell me about your organization.
5: My name is Jen Clarkson. I'm the executive director of Dog Aid here in Detroit, Michigan. We are a nonprofit organization that does outreach in the city of Detroit, and our mission is to help keep pets with their people.
1: So, Jen, I have to tell everybody, uh, as sort of, I suppose, a disclaimer, I've met you a few times uh, at our, you know, I'm also in Michigan. I think we met in the Make Michigan Next effort to try to ban breed discrimination. So I do know you. if anybody's like, wait a minute, she's from Michigan. It's probably Fake and he's got his friends in there no it was random I promise but we're very excited to have you because of the work that you do I'm a big fan of the type of work you do so tell me more about dog aid uh, and maybe the genesis of it
5: we have been in existence for close to ten years now and we started in a nutshell we started because um, the founders over the organization were all from different rescues in the in the area and we all came to the realization that we didn't feel like we were going to rescue our way out of the problem that we were seeing in the city and that we needed to address it from another perspective. And so by being in the community um, and having conversations with uh, the citizens, we realized quickly that we had a whole city full of people who loved their pets and just needed additional resources that were typically not available. Um, So, we started with the basics of pet food and we do do two different types of services at this point. We do a monthly outreach service. So anybody who is a part of our program, we bring food directly to their home once a month um, and we're able to chat with them and and, uh, look in on their pets and make sure that they're feeling okay with everything. And then we also have um, new visit clients too. So we're also bringing, food to people's homes with, with that as well and talking to people about the other services that we provide.
1: Yeah, I imagine uh, people listening or watching to this or watching this um, hear Detroit and they think nightmare, absolute nightmare of a city. Uh, you know, obviously, even if you're not aware of the animal stuff, people just have become to associate Detroit with economic depression and struggles. What, what is it like? There are things maybe as bad as people think, Um, You know, what is a life-saving situation in Detroit?
5: Um, We're very lucky in the city of Detroit. We have a whole bunch of wonderful people who work there on a regular basis, um, trying to meet the need uh, where the need is. There is still a lot of um, insecurity in terms of income, in terms of food, in terms of housing. Um, But the best thing about Detroit is it is... And I'm biased, of course, but I think it's probably um, one of the one of the most um, able areas in the entire in the entire country. Um, everybody there is boots on the ground, just wanting to make things work, and it's a city that is never going to stop. So I'm just glad to be a part of all the initiatives that happen there on a regular basis.
1: Detroit strong, as yeah. the hashtag says. Right, it's not just a hashtag. It's no, real- it's not. All right, well, Jen, are you ready to continue playing? Who wants to be a lifesaver?
5: Yes, I am.
1: All right, let's go. For $400, five states account for more than 50% of all the dogs and cats killed in shelters in 2019. What are the top three? California, Texas, or Illinois. B, California, Texas, North Carolina. C, Texas, Virginia, Florida, or D, Montana, Alaska, Hawaii? Hmm. I can help you talk this one out if you want. Are there any states that stick out to you or any of the answers you're like, definitely not that or maybe that?
5: I'm pretty sure that D is not one of the answers.
1: It is not Montana, Alaska, and Hawaii. Although Hawaii, I believe per capita, um, is killing the most animals in the country. Wow. A lot of help and best friends and many other organizations are doing some amazing work in Hawaii, um, particularly with community cats. So there's your random fact for the day. What about the others?
5: Um, I know that there's a a higher rate of euthanasia um, in the South, which brings me to either B or C as an answer.
1: Okay, So if, uh, I mean, is it Texas? So you feel like Texas is probably, well, I guess it has to be because it's in all three of those. <laughs> who, yep. wrote the, mm-hmm. who wrote these questions? <laughs> oh, it was me. Um, well, I mean, I guess the question uh, that I would ask you then is, is California, is California a state that you feel like is um, part of that top five? I believe so. So then that would leave you, I think you were said you were between B and C. Right, which would leave me with B,
5: I'm thinking.
1: So B, California, Texas, North Carolina? Yes. Final answer? Final answer. She's got it. All right. Good job. That's 400 bucks. All right. So let's see. Here we go. On to 600. The full video of bestfriends.org slash podcast on the page for episode 57. The producers of the Best Friends podcast. Connie Hammond, Amy Charlton, Bethany Hines, and Mark Peralta. My name is John Dunn, and this is the Best Friends Podcast.